Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Triumvirate. It's been quite some time, uh, but I think we did that. That was planned. Uh, this is going to be the training camp episode, and the reason for the, the break in between is just there was nothing to talk about, honestly. The, the main focus of this episode will be training camp. You know, over the, the course of the last few months, everybody's been dissecting every single step and throw that Trey Lance makes, what he's eating, or how his wind was flapping, how the, his hair was flapping in the wind as he was throwing the ball. Uh, but uh, now that we we're well underway with training camp, we've attended a training camp. Uh, we're going to give you our thoughts here. So the agenda for uh, today's episode will be, of course, the quarterback competition. Where do we see Jimmy G and Trey Lance? Um, along with our offensive and defensive surprises, what our main concern is coming out of training camp, and then what we are expecting for the preseason. Uh, so with that being said, I'll hand it over to uh, the P. What do you think, P? What are you seeing out of training camp in this quarterback competition? Yeah, what's up, guys? Pablo here. Definitely been a few months now. We're trying to get up to speed using our phones to record this app. That's where we're where we're at still, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Definitely, everyone wants to talk talk about the quarterbacks. Um, that's that's the main thing. I mean, everything else is uh, secondary. So, quarterback competition. We actually got to attend training camp on August sixth, Friday. And I guess it was just our luck. It's supposed to be the worst training camp so far, especially for for uh, Trey Lance. But neither quarterback necessarily stood out. My observations, um, you know, Jimmy G, as people are reporting, uh, it's it's accurate. It, he's still Jimmy G, right? He's throwing an interception for like every two touchdowns. Um, he has he does have that quick release. He's accurate within twenty yards, especially in the middle of the field. But he struggles with throws to the outside throws beyond 20 yards. You know, we were kind of focused on the quarterbacks, even though they were on the field opposite of the stands where we were sitting. Um, and we, and we saw Jimmy G just routinely miss deep throws. Um, so in my opinion, uh, Jimmy G just did not look good in training camp on, on that Friday that we attended. I know Tony's also on and he attended on Saturday, the, um, the uh, Levi stadium training camp. So I'm sure he's got some observations from that. As far as Trey, we went in there with high expectations. Um, I didn't see anything that wowed me. I felt like maybe my expectations were too high or he was overhyped. But again, like I mentioned earlier, it was reported that that was one of his worst training camps. Um, I saw him still throwing high to receivers. Uh, one thing that I don't see anyone talking about is that his passes are, are uh, unusually wobbly. He's got a strong arm. I'm not sure what it is, if it's mechanics or what, but he reminds me of Sean Hill, who would have <laughs> extremely wobbly throws. I mean, the passes would get there, they'd be accurate, but just they were, un, you know, they were just so wobbly. It was, it, I don't know if that's going to play a factor, you know, with wind, um, but that's something to keep an eye on. And um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean there. So in the reference to Sean Hill, I mean, Sean Hill had like a noodle arm. <laughs> Uh, but Trey has a strong arm, but I agree with you. For whatever reason, on the deep balls, somehow they always look like like ducks. Uh, the, yeah. All the other throws, they're, 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 he fires them in there a tight spiral, but I, I don't know what it is. And that's that's true. I haven't seen anybody else just mention that those those deep balls get there, but they're really wobbly, though. 
Yeah, I would say I don't think it's been an issue because the ball gets there, but it might just be the way he's grabbing the ball, maybe laces, no laces, or something like that, but it definitely has some sort of wobble to it. But so, I mean, as long as it gets there and the receivers can catch it, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think it'll be too big of an issue. Up to this point, though, up to this point, I'd only see wobbly passes from quarterbacks that just don't quite have the arm strength. So that's what's so weird to me about Trey Lance. And we did see him throw like a perfect spiral, like freaking bullet. But those deep throws, I guess where he's putting touch on them, they just come out so wobbly. And again, like Tony said, might not be anything to be worried about. We'll see. Once, once the, the bullets are live, so to speak, once there's pass rushes and, and we got the, the environment playing a factor as far as, you know, wind, wind or rain or whatever. But, yeah, I'll pass yeah. it on to you, Tony, on, on your observations. Yeah, so like you said, uh, I got to go to training camp uh, August 6th with you guys and then also got to go the next day at Levi Stadium um, for Dwight Clark Day. And it was definitely nice to, to be back at Levi's and see, see the Niners back out there with some fans. It was a little bit better on Saturday because it was a lot more uh, uh, lively. They had a lot more, uh, I guess, situational football. Um, I agree. I, I don't think, to per the reports of what we had been hearing, you know, Trey Lance was outstanding at training camp. I don't think he was necessarily playing at the level level they were talking about, but I was still very, I guess, um, was very satisfied with with how he's playing. I mean, he goes through his progressions very well. He goes through them much better than Jimmy G. I mean, it, just uh, seeing him uh, out there, you know, he goes one, two, three, and he's very decisive with the ball. The ball comes out with velocity. And, yeah, his deep ball is far more consistent than Jimmy G's. You know, he'll still miss sometimes, occasionally on the deep ball, but, you know, he's far more consistent and he gets it there. And the biggest thing is his legs. Um, but the the big issue, though, with the with the legs is we've noticed that a fumbling issue has kind of been going on in training camp. He tends to fumble once or twice during practice, which is a big issue. You know, we can't really have that going on during the game. So hopefully they, they figure that out. Um, I think it just has to do with the, the read option and pulling the ball away from the running back and it's uh, being fumbled. Uh, another thing I noticed too that was a little bit frustrating is that Lance was playing the our secondary O line is terrible. I mean, I mean, but it also speaks volumes to our depth at D line. But I mean, they they were getting by pretty quick and just blowing the play up. So Lance didn't really have you know much time per se to to really do anything. You know, you still able to get the throw off, but I, I guess it's good uh, situational for you know if the blitz gets there. Okay, so like I said at the beginning of this whole thing when we drafted Trey, I said uh, I, I don't want him just to be anointed a starter. I think he has to prove to the team that uh, he's ready to to take the reins, be the leader, and be the guy. So that was my that was my hope for training camp. Um, and as far as for Jimmy G, if he's been progressing like they've talked about, if he was going to take the next step, then there was this was also his opportunity to come in and say, this is my team. The rookie's not going to beat me. I'm going to take control. And this is going to be the best, you know, the best Jimmy G you've seen since 2017. So that was my, my train of thought going into going into watch this practice. Um, so start off with Jimmy G. I mean, really, Jimmy G, all I can say is he looks um, at best the, the 2019 version. Uh, the, the 2017 version, I don't think that version is ever coming back, or I don't even know if that version was really true. I don't know if we were just, um, we were just 
blinded by all the horrible quarterback play we had been exposed to, and we just finally saw what it what uh what a maybe an average or above average quarterback looks like, and Jimmy G just looked to to be it. Uh, but from what I found in training camp, uh, he didn't blow me away. Where it was okay, this this is Jimmy's team. He's a clear cut starter. So if you, even if you take away the offensive lines, because that was a good point, uh, Tony, in comparing Trey and Jimmy, uh, it's it's not exactly as I say apples to apples comparison because we have Jimmy G rolling with the starters. He has the the Debo Ayuk, um, the number one line. Trent Williams mm-hmm. out there protecting his blind side. And well, we have Trey. He's rolling out there with the second stringers. So his offensive line is nowhere near the caliber of what uh, Jimmy G's is. But even when we were doing drills where it didn't involve the line, where it was just Jimmy G throwing to a receiver, I saw two long uh, deep throws attempts by Jimmy G that just were like, man, what, like, what, what was that? Like He just completely either would overthrow the receiver or just would yeah. have to completely have the receiver slow down to catch it. And he had like two, three consecutive throws like that where I was just like, man, we, you know, we can't have that from our number one starter. And um, that's a, a great point. And oh, what's that? It's like a background noise. Oh, anyways, I was say that's a great point is that another thing that I've noticed too, is that when Jimmy's rolling with the starters, and he has Debo and Ayuk out there receivers, is that our offense is so limited is that we can't use them. I, we're, we're kind of forced to use them as, you know, kind of, you know, Debo, we use Debo on the sweep as a running back sort of type player. And, you know, when Jimmy G's throwing, he's throwing, like Paulo said, inside of 20 yards. And it's usually to the tight end or the running back. And in the, you know, Trey Lance gets some reps with some starters, you know, one at a time. So Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. And he'll use them on deeper routes, and he'll hit them, and that's something he can't do. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's going on. We have we have some echoes in the back, or some, some computer noises. I think the Rams are trying to hack into our our conversations and <laughs> listen to <Okay>. our <laughs> listen to our info. But but yeah, but when I saw when I that, that's hello from yeah, we, we still hear you, P. Okay, I think I, I got dropped off and I'm back now. That's you might have been hearing some background noise. Oh, okay. The, the, they're trying. They're trying to infiltrate. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, with, with Jimmy G, I saw that. Like I said, in, in summary, it's the same same Jimmy G. I wasn't blown away, or or some of the reports that this is the best Jimmy G we've seen ever. Um, it, it, if this is the best, then then he then he should be worried about Trey taking his spot because what I saw from Trey. Um, I found myself debating between Jimmy G and Trey, but then I realized, you know, Trey is just a rookie. He's 21 years old. He's coming off of, um, well, almost, a, what was it, a 20-month layoff where he hasn't seen live action in a long time. And we're having this debate of, you know, can Trey Lance beat Jimmy G? So the fact that we're even having this debate or the fact that the debate can even be made that it's this close, to me that tells me that, yeah, Trey, Trey is winning then. Because in my opinion, Jimmy G, he's almost 30. He's reached, you know, in a sense, the, the, the peak. Or this is who he is. Yep. This, is this is who Jimmy G is already. Uh, Trey, he's a rookie, but he's shown he can go through his progressions. He has a stronger arm. And he has that athletic ability to scramble and extend plays. 
the only thing that Jimmy G will have over Trey right now is just experience, and maybe some people find him to be better looking than Trey. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah, uh, but the thing, the thing with Jimmy G's experience, though, is you know he, he still makes the boneheaded mistakes like a rookie would, and you know in the playoffs, it, you know he didn't even look like a veteran out there. He and he was very fortunate that we were running the ball so well because he was throwing the ball to the other team, and that's just something that he does too often. I think it's what has um, driven Shanahan crazy, made him pull his hair, and why they traded up to draft uh, Trey. So uh, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, as well as I want to go back because it sounded like I was kind of you know pooping on, on Trey, that he didn't wow me, but he didn't look terrible. And that's, that's a, a big difference there because Jimmy G did look – terrible that day uh trey didn't have his best practice but he looked okay uh compared to you know for example rosen you know rosen just doesn't look good out there at all so <laughs> yeah and, and that's the thing right is that it, it, can we go with trey being the star starter and jimmy g the backup uh, which is a perfect segue to the next question is so if you're the coach what would you do with jimmy g and trey I think I'm going to stick with my guns here on what I've said before. I would start Trey Lance right off the bat um, unless he has a really bad preseason. But if he comes out to preseason and he plays and he balls out and he's showing the continued maturity and growth uh, on top of the dual threat, like you guys mentioned already, there's, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't start Trey right away. You know, he's going to have some growing pains, but just get him out of the way early on in the season. We have the two easier games uh, right off the bat. And Jimmy G is a backup. And, yeah, he'll be an expensive backup, but, you know, you got to kind of see it as insurance. Um, so it's, it's a $24 million insurance backup quarterback there. But, you know, I guess the 49ers feel like they can afford it. And, um, you know, based on injuries in the past, maybe it's a good call. You know, we feel like the, the rest of the team is loaded. So they they said, hey, Jimmy's a starter, worst case. He's on the bench. But, you know, if something happens with Trey, we have a, a quarterback to go to. So, yeah, I would, I would start Trey Lance right off the bat. Okay. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, man, this is a, this is a tough one, but. I think I would also have to go with, with with start Trey. I mean, yeah, given that you know, seeing how he does in preseason, but I mean, like we said, I, I think Jimmy he's played at his you know this is his best football. I think I don't think we're gonna see anything more from Jimmy G, and just from what we've seen in practice and training camp, Trey Lance can do everything that Jimmy G does and more. You know, he adds more to to the offense. He opens up the offense. You know, I, I agree. I think you know he hasn't played in over a year. We need to try to get him the experience, you know, like Pablo said, get the get the growing pains out of the way and just really seeing, you know, where where this offense can go, you know, what will work, what won't work um, and just kind of let him develop because uh, he's not going to de develop on the bench. I know everybody likes to, to, you know, say this is like a Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith situation. You know, it's definitely not that. Uh, I think it's it's more of the you know, Russell Wilson, Matt Flynn situation where, you know, you have this rookie coming in. We know he's better than Jimmy G. We know he has more potential. You know, he could do everything he does and more. So why not just get him in there? He gives you the best chance to win. Yeah, I think um, like when we first drafted Trey, I said, I think, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy G should start until Trey shows he's ready. 
Um, I just didn't expect Trey to show that he was ready this early on. Um, and I know Kyle saying that the team will know or that the, his teammates will know when he's ready. And that's something, obviously, we're not in the locker room, so we, we can't get that vibe. But knowing what I know and based on, looking, and based on what I've seen, if I'm the head coach, um, I, I agree. I, I would start Trey Lance simply because I just look at it this, you know, from a logical standpoint. What is it that I, we would have with Jimmy G as a starter that we wouldn't have with Trey? And I don't think we would have any other added benefit. I think with, with Jimmy G starting, you don't have the deep ball anymore and he can't extend plays and you, you don't have your RPOs. So I, I do think that Trey is what this is what Kyle wants. It's going to be 11 on 11 football. So th- that's what I would do. Um, but the, now the, the question is, what do you think will actually happen? So th- there's politics in football. There's, you know, who's the captain and the team and not losing the locker room. What do you guys think will actually happen and who will be the, the starter come week one? Uh, this, this is another interesting question here. <clears throat> when we were in training camp on Friday in the stands, I remember actually turning to you, Carlos, and telling you, you know, I, I think Shanahan's probably going to think of, of, you know, bringing Trey Lance in situationally. Um, and and then not five minutes later, I think, I don't remember if it was Matt Mayoko or someone tweeted out that um, that was the case. Or maybe it wasn't five minutes later, but it was uh, after it was the after practice. after a training camp. Yeah, yeah, during the press conference. Um, I think what will happen is they're going to start Jimmy. You know, part of it is keeping the locker room together and showing them, yeah, Jimmy's getting a fair shot. Lance will come in during specific situations. I could see him coming in in the red zone for sure because of the dual threat. And then from there, I expect Shani to kind of treat it like a running back situation where he kind of goes with the hot hand. And if, you know, Jimmy's choking, slipping a little bit, or, or Trey steps up big time, he might just, you know, ride him out for the game. And, and that might just be the transition. Um, so that, that's kind of what my guess would be at this point is start Jimmy Lance comes in from time to time, but if Lance like just marches a team or is just on fire, maybe, maybe Shanahan, you know, goes to him, especially if Jimmy's struggling early. Yeah, that's interesting. So are you suggesting, I never, I don't recall really seeing that at least not planned where it's, uh, in a sense, a quarterback by committee where it's just, you know, maybe start off with Jimmy G and if he's struggling, go on with Trey, but it doesn't mean that that's going to be like the, the the final decision the following week if he's go back to Jimmy G. Yeah, no, I, I don't I, think no. that'll happen. I mean, that no, hasn't once, happened once, since. So to clarify, once he makes the switch to Trey as, as like the hot hand, I don't think he'll go back to Jimmy. Ah, mm. okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Tony. What were you going to say? I don't think the – well, first, I don't think the locker room thing will be an issue. I mean, just from hearing uh, other, other players speak on, on Trey Lance, I mean, not like they would say anything bad intentionally, but, I mean, they've all been pretty much, like, wowed by his um, his ability. And I think even Trent Williams, they, they asked him about Jimmy G, and he said, you know, Jimmy's Jimmy. You know, I don't think he's, you know, meant anything bad about that. But, you know, they, they all have said positive things, you know, that he can play, that they wow him. Um, but I, I honestly think, I think Jimmy's going to play until he gets injured or until they trade him. Um, like you said, he, he's really expensive to be playing as a backup. Um, 
I think that the 49ers are still looking for a way to to try to get him out. I don't think they'll they'll get what they want. From what I've heard is that they want a first round pick, and I don't think anybody's gonna send a first for for Jimmy G unless they get desperate. But I, I think Jimmy will play till he gets injured or you know just completely you know poops the bed. Okay, I was gonna say you said he would play until he gets hurt or we trade him. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, so you're saying that if he doesn't get hurt or doesn't get traded, he'll be the starter no matter what. But but then at the end you 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 added that if he's not playing well, that, that makes it that makes a big difference. I, and I think. And I think to get to that point, it's gonna take it's gonna take a, a lot. I I think it'll have to be like a string, like maybe losing two games in a row, you know, something like that. And then they would let Trey Lance come in. And I think when we did our, our schedule prediction, I think I I predicted hit uh, Trey Lance starting, I believe, against the Bears after after the Colts game or, or something like that. I think you know we have some tough matches after the, after the bye or something. I believe so, and I, I think maybe in midseason, you know, if Jimmy's really playing that bad, you know, we'll see Trey come in because I think Cal Shanahan he might just get frustrated, um, and he'll want to open up the playbook, open up the offense, and we just can't do that with Jimmy. Yeah, I think w- without looking at the preseason yet, well, we go, we'll, you know, we'll may have to revisit this again after the preseason games, but without looking at the preseason games or seeing how they play. I think Jimmy G would initially start until, uh, and I would expect him to be on a very short leash, and then Trey would come in and relieve him, and then hopefully take over and just go on from there. The hot hand, similar to how uh, Kaepernick uh, took over Alex Smith after his concussion against the Rams and during the Harbaugh era. Um, that's what I think will happen. Not taking into consideration the preseason, I think if the if Trey Lance lights it up during the preseason. I do think that uh, Shanahan will start Trey Lance. Uh, I think Tr- Shanahan has shown to be, you know, fairly blunt and just go off, of, you know, performance and not really care too much about feelings and and uh, you know who's getting paid what or how it's going to look to the media. So I, I think if Trey plays really well and you can't logically make an argument to start Jimmy. I think he will start Trey Lance week one. But I guess we'll we'll have to stay tuned to find out. Yep. All right. Pre-season, so it, preseason will be a big deal. I think after yeah. preseason, after all three games, maybe we'll we'll do a podcast once we evaluate the three games. All right. So now enough about the quarterbacks. Uh, we'll, you know, as we've seen reports and from what we saw. What has been uh, your offensive surprise from training camp, good or bad? What, what surprised you from the offense? Tony, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'll go first. I guess we'll we'll start with the bad. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, man, he he still cannot pass protect. I mean, I remember we were during uh, on August sixth that Friday when we were watching training camp. D four just completely blew him back, man, and even with the added weight. He still looks like he's struggling, you know, given we do have a, a solid defensive line, but he just cannot seem to pass protect, um, it, which kind of leads to to another thing, the O-line depth. I feel like if one of our starting guys goes down on the O-line, we're, we might be in trouble there. Um, and one more thing, I, I keep hearing about this player, and it's kind of annoying at this point, Jalen Hurd. I, I never understood what, what the hype was with Jalen Hurd. This guy played one preseason game, and you had one touchdown in that preseason game, and, and then that's it, man. He has not been able to stay healthy. 
I mean, just even he doesn't really stand out in practice. He doesn't even, I think, miss a day of practice. I hope I don't think he'll make the 53 man roster. I hope he doesn't because I feel like he'd be taking up a roster spot. But moving to the good for the offense, I guess for surprises, Trent Sherfield, uh, he looked very good. He looks like a really good receiver, and I think he could win that, you know, number three position. Uh, he is very good on his route. He's quick and he's got good hands and good body control. And then also Ross Dwelly, he also stands out. Um, I think he's a very solid tight end and is a good compliment to George Kittle. Okay, some good ones there. Pete? You've been listening to Grant Cohn too much on Ross Dwelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, agree with Tony on Trent Sherfield. I don't think I need to add anything else there. Uh, Trey Sermon, to me, actually stood out during practice uh, when we were there. Um, he looks really good. He's a big back, uh, very shifty, and, and has some speed, very physical as well. It was a padded practice, so we could see a little bit of that. Um the one of the bigger surprises for me is our guard Aaron Banks that we drafted so high. You know where is he at? No one's talking about him. It doesn't look like he's able to beat Brunskill to start, which is a surprise because I think we thought he'd be a starter uh, almost automatically. Uh, so that was that's been a surprise to me, and a surprise not really a surprise is that Rosen sucks because we've had conversations <laughs> about Rosen. You guys actually Rosen. thought. We could roll with Rosen. Rosen. There's a reason why he's bounced around, guys, and I think we're seeing it. Granted, yeah, we haven't seen preseason, but but it's not looking good. I think he has a skill set, but I think his, it, it just he's tuned out. It seems like his mind's just not in it. But anyway. yeah, to, to me, Nate Nate Sudfeld looked better in in those two uh, two days I went to training camp than uh, than Rosen did. Yep. Yeah, for me, my the offensive surprise. I guess maybe it's not as a surprise to many. Uh, but just from looking at the camp, I just came away like from, from Debo Samuel. He just looked like stocky in shape. Like he looked like a football player. I think out of, out of everyone out there with the, you know, of course my, my boy, Nikki B, he's a, he's a specimen. Uh, but, but Debo Samuel, he just looked like he was locked in. He looked, you know, I was pleasantly surprised with how, uh, how uh, physical he looked. He just looked like he was ready to roll with people. Um, and I just don't remember seeing him. Uh, I know he looked like that. I know last year or, the, or the, the Super Bowl run year, he was, you know, running over people and really just racking up those yaks. But uh, just from seeing him up close in person, he looked like, man, this guy's going to hurt some people. Uh, but. Uh, that that was on the offensive side. So the, from the defense defensive side, what what do you guys think? What surprised you? I guess once again, uh, starting off with the bad, uh, the secondary depth. I mean, besides, you know, Verrett and Eman and K1, um, our whole secondary. I mean, if any one of those guys goes down, we don't really have any solid, you know, backups to go in. I mean, today was a good step forward. I think we signed uh, Haha Clinton Dix. I think that was a good signing. We should have done that, you know, a while ago. And I know uh, during the draft, we, we drafted, you know, heavy kind of on the secondary side. But, you know, I think those guys are – they've shown some promise, but they're they're not quite ready to start. So that was something that was concerning to me. As far as good on the defensive side, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but the defensive line depth. And one of the big ones, D Ford, he looked very good. You know, he was out there and he, he was quick. He was strong. He looks like he, he's ready to go, so I'm hoping he can stay healthy because that's that's huge if he if he could play. 
All right. What do you think, Pete? Absolutely agree on D Ford. You know, like like Tony mentioned, I want to reiterate this because we were thinking earlier in the year that he would retire, and now he's like in every practice and he's looking great. That that's by far the biggest surprise for me. Um, I don't think I have any other surprises on defense. Uh, when we get to our concerns, I, I have a few there. Yeah, I agree. I think Tony touched on them. Uh, the defensive surprises. I'm just really happy for D Ford. Because um, I know I, I almost I I would have I think I wrote him off. I was saying uh, he's he's just gonna retire. We need to cut him already. But uh, I was really happy to see him out there. And in a way, I was also happy that he beat McGlinchey, but then concerned about McGlinchey again. Uh, big, big slim, beefed up, but I don't know. He looked, <laughs> he, he looked about the same. But uh, which is the next topic here is you know what's your main concern so far coming out of training camp. I think I'll go first this time. Aside from health, which is everyone's concern as a 49er fan, Tony already touched on it, the depth at defensive back. I mean, we have Dante Johnson is like the main backup for Jason Barrett. Uh, Ambry Thomas, he's a rookie. We're not sure what we're going to get there, so that's a big question. Uh, and, and then after that, it's like Diamador Lenore and Ken Webster. I mean, there's just – the depth is, is, is a major concern. Um and then Tony also touched on it for me, McGlinchey. Is he really going to be any better with the added weight? If he's not, then you, you definitely want to have Trey Lance out there because Jimmy G is just going to get killed and we're not going to be able to move the ball. So those are my main concerns. Go ahead, it's, Go ahead Tony. I guess, yeah, going off from that, just another concern I have, or I guess something just to look out for would be the – the I guess wide receiver three position battle. Um, not too sure right now. If it was up to me, I think Trent Sherfield, but I guess it's between him and Mohamed Sanu. Um, but I think that could also be another place to to look at as far as depth goes. I mean, if Debo or Ayuk goes down, we're going to be kind of kind of short. But I guess Kittle does make up for it. But um, I wouldn't say not a concern, but just something to look out for is that that position battle will be will be interesting to see who wins it. Yeah, I think it's, aside from you guys already touched on, my main concern is is the right guard. Um, I think Aaron Banks is not really play, playing out to what we were hoping for coming out of the draft. And, I mean, from what I remember, Brunskill wasn't all that spectacular. So I think we've got to definitely keep our, eye, keep our eye out on them during the preseason games and see, you know, maybe they'll need to pick, pick up other players that come off of waivers or just that like, get cut or something. But... I mean, for our, our starting line, our right guard position, I think is my biggest concern. That and I don't know if you guys read that report on uh, Alex Max, Alex Max butt sweat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, where, where, uh, I guess it was kind of crazy or I don't know if it was true, but I guess that Matt Ryan would have him switch out his pants like every so often or something like that. Something crazy. I don't know. I don't know if that was true, but maybe that's why Trey Lance has been fumbling. <laughs> yeah, he might need to put like some type of absorbent pad from diapers or something under his, his butt there so that yeah, I don't know yeah Jimmy G was making a joke that it, it's like uh, you know going from playing with a dry ball to you know Damn. a wet ball from the rain <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, one, uh... more thing, one more thing I want to add it's not it's probably not a concern for many people and I know that like Grant you know we keep we keep giving him advertising Grant Cohen here but He's been pulling for Brandon Ayuk to be a returner, 
And I disagree with that. I don't agree with putting some of your main skill position players as returners because I think that's just more susceptible for injury. And I would I would rather put someone else in a Uke as a returner. That's mm. kind of one of my concerns. I don't think it's shared among fans, but wanted to put that out there. I think I would disagree. I think I, I, it would be fine to have Brandon and Ayuk. I think special teams, some things we've kind of lacked in the last couple of years, especially at returning. So I think why not put the players going to give you, you know, that potential to kind of take it all the way. Um, and I think, you know, with anything, there's that injury concern, but I, I think I would be okay. And I think as far as right now from the last, uh, I guess, um, depth chart that they released right now, Ayuk's uh, listed at the return position, the punt returner position. Yeah, he is. Well, that's something else to look for. So, with that, you know, what what are your expectations coming in for the these next uh, three preseason games? I think for me, I think it's going to be fun to watch. Um, I'm usually the type that'll watch these preseason games all the way through, but I'm more excited this year because of because of Trey Lance. Obviously, I I expect them to get a lot of playing time. I think if the coaches are smart. Knowing Trey Lance hasn't played in the game since for what now two years, you got to just get him out there, get the cobwebs out, uh, see what he looks like. I I'm hoping he gets a lot of playing time. I don't think we necessarily care too much about Rosen or Sudfeld at this point. If we have to go to them, we're, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, I hope he gets playing time, but I feel like he'll get at most. Oh man, I don't. I think it's gonna be. I feel like we're. We'll be, we might be a little disappointed in how much playing time he gets. I feel like maybe they're they're trying to hide him. Maybe I'm not I'm not too sure. You know, hopefully he gets at least a, a quarter. But uh, you know, I think you know I wouldn't be surprised if we only see him for two three series out there. But yeah, I mean, as far as preseason expectations, you know, Trey Lance so far he, he's passed all the tests. You know, he's dominated at training camp at least for the the secondary. Um, I just hope that continues out into to preseason. See how he goes out there. Like you know, like we said, with, when the the bullets are flying, uh, hopefully he keeps going through his progressions well and he makes smart decisions. But you know, this is the time for for him to get the experience and get the get the rookie mistakes out of the way. Yeah, I think for for preseason, I would agree on Trey. I think uh, he definitely needs to get. Uh, his, his feet wet, as they say, and, and play because he hasn't played in such a long time. I expect Kyle Shanahan to keep it really vanilla. I, I, I don't think he's going to do many RPOs or at least many unique RPOs that we haven't seen before. Uh, I think he'll do a lot of, you know, out-of-the-pocket passing with, with Trey Lance. So I'm just expecting, what, what I'm expecting out of Trey to see is him just, you know, kind of put a stamp and show why he should start with Jimmy G. And if he can, you know, do his dropbacks, complete passes beyond 15 yards. I think he's, he's well on his way. Um, and then really, I think I'm just uh, excited to see what happens with Hurd. Uh, I know there's a lot of hype with him, but I think this is his last chance. I think if he, if he doesn't make the team or he gets hurt again, I think he's, he's done. Yeah, I believe so too. And something that'll be actually pretty fun to watch, you know, since – It'll be a pretty vanilla offense, like you said. I think we're going to be running the ball. It'll be fun to see Trey Sermon. I think he'll get a lot of reps. I don't, I don't think Mostert will play at all. So I think Sermon, you know, Jamichael Hasty, and Elijah Mitchell, you know, and all three have looked really good so far in, in training camp. They'll be fun to watch, you know, run the ball and see see how they do. Yeah, agree. I think I want to I go back on, on Jalen Hurd, though. 
I think that's an interesting point you guys are making. You're, you're, you're basically closing the door on him if he doesn't perform. So the situation that we were just in with Pettis, I feel it might be similar here. I believe Hurd was like a third-round pick, if I'm not mistaken. He, he was yeah. up there. So so what, did Shanahan learn from Pettis, and, and is he going to move on sooner, or is he going to give him a similar treatment where, okay, he's been hurt, maybe I'll give him an, another chance and kind of keep him around. I think it'll be interesting to see how, how things develop there. But I think he has to play, though. So that, that's the thing that I think if Hurd is healthy and he's out there, I have no doubt that he'll be, he'll be a dog. He'll, you know, if he gets the ball, he'll he'll run over people. I mean, he used to be a running back, right? But that, but that's the thing, though, is is can he even be healthy enough to play? And I think the, I think that's the frustration now is that uh, he's been hurt these past two years. I, I don't think they can continue to keep up, keep on a roster spot uh, for him when he can't stay healthy and he can't practice. So that's why I think this is his last chance, uh, at least with the Niners in training. Camp. Yeah. Well, yeah, Pettis that, wasn't hurt, but he sucked, and and Shanahan kept him around and kept him around. That was frustrating. So we'll see how he. Yeah. So, I think Kyle's learned. I think Kyle's learned his lesson. I think in in one of the press conferences, press conferences, he said himself that uh, Herd's Herd's time is uh, is kind of running out. You know, he's got to mm-hmm. prove it. You know, Shanahan's been pretty. He's been pretty blunt. I mean, and in these press conferences, I think he even said that Josh Rosen. Taking a step back, I mean, he just yeah. you know he doesn't care. You'll see how it is, but I mean, yeah, Shanahan's right. This is his time's running out. This is these preseason games are going to be make or break for for Herd. Yeah, I think I think the big difference though between obviously between Pettis and Herd is that when Pettis was out there, even when we thought he was fully healthy, sometimes he would kind of you know alligator arm the, the passes, so or he just we could yeah. just tell he just didn't like. The, the contact or, you know, he just, he just didn't look like he was, he was wanting to take, you know, the hit or, you know, roll over people. And with exactly. her, with her, I think the passion is there, but unfortunately sometimes it just, it doesn't break your way. Yeah. I guess I'd feel less bad about them keeping her because of injury, knowing that he goes all out versus, you know, the, the way they kept Pettis around, even though he was terrible and, and he wasn't improving, but. We'll see how Shanahan, you know, reacts to this situation, how he handles it. Yeah, so just a few more days. Uh, we're uh, a couple of days away from, from Saturday's first preseason game, and football is back. Finally. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that does it for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace. All right, peace. See you guys again soon.